I'm Mike. And I'm Adam. And this is Stuff and Waffle. Two friends talking about stuff, and often as not, waffling with frequent reference to Bond cars. I've been doing a bit of looking back, New Year and all that. Yeah. And I've got a question for us. It's quite a simple question, but I think the answer may take a little bit of discussion. Okay. Um, I don't have an answer in mind. I think it's something we can kick around. Is this looking back relating to anything that we've done, or is it just a looking, looking back, back? Looking back on on cars. <clears throat> yeah. Looking back specifically over the last twenty-five years, I take twenty-five years very specifically because if we go from twenty twenty-two, because obviously twenty twenty-three has only just happened, hmm. that takes us back to nineteen ninety-seven. I mean, quite a lot happened car-wise in 1997. So yeah. I wanted to go back to that point. And my question is, what is the most significant car of the last 25 years? Not necessarily yeah. best, not necessarily your favourite, not best-selling or most successful, but most significant now, of course, yeah. that can be subjective because significant can mean different things to different people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Significant in terms of popularity, technology, performance, price, could be any number of things. But just a sort of open, open book yeah. question, really, okay. is what would you say, or what do we collectively say, would be the most significant car of the last 25 years? So from 97 to 22 hmm very good question I like there's that. a few candidates i think um and you well, may you you may have some thoughts of your own as we go along <laughs> you've yeah. not i've not prepared this i've just sprung this on you so no that's it so there's well like you say significant cars so right um they've been well <laughs> There's a there's a couple that leapt to mind uh, first. Mm. Um, yeah, there were a few that leapt to my mind. <clears> one that away. one that I have experienced. Yeah, um, which I don't know if it's. I was, it it. It served me well, but I don't want one. Let's go with that. I think <laughs> I think that was my summary because we did cover it on the podcast. Yeah, significant car, and that would be the smart car. Oh yeah, that's a yeah, that's an interesting shout. Hmm. Yeah. Um, because it was a bit different. Um, and it was. I don't know if I'd say it was cool, but if it was, it was very brief. Yeah, it might have been cool. Yeah, as you say, briefly. Mm. <laughs> I don't think it stayed cool. No, not at all. Um, no, 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 no. no. Um, but significant nonetheless. Yeah, that's a good shout. It was kind of unique, wasn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, because there's always been these sort of silly little cars that come along here and there, but this one had proper money behind it. it had proper money behind, behind it. it, yeah. It was properly developed, mm. and it did sell in significant numbers. And still does. Yeah, it's very popular. They're everywhere. Mm. Um, yeah, that's an interesting shout. I hadn't considered the smart. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is interesting. Off the back of that, 
um i'd say uh, one that you and i have both got experience of uh and that would be the the bmw relaunching the mini of course in 2001 yeah mm. yes the in inverted commas new mini yeah um <laughs> no, it's now <laughs> 20 years old um which is not possible Mm-mm. um yes that I think was hugely significant um, because I think the mini brand could easily have died with Rover. Yeah. Yeah. BMW were very clever about that. They were, they kept all the right bits Mm. um, and uh, quietly ditched everything else. Um, Yes. Mini could easily have gone by the wayside um, in the late nineties. Yeah. It could easily have been, just a, a footnote in the collapse of MG Rover, but I think what they've done with that is extraordinary and continues to be so. Well, as we discussed last week, after we spec'd up our electric, yeah, cars, yeah, still right going up, strong, still going strong, bang up to date, latest technology. Um, but the three door hatch, at least, uh, still looks like a mini. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not a complete departure, is it? I mean, no, all the it's other not. nonsense around it can bugger oh, off. Yeah, they, they, we don't need any of that. But um the uh the the 3-door hatch is is where it's at. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um that's also a very good shout. Uh again, strangely, I hadn't considered that. But yeah, I would say that's I don't think anyone would debate that's not a significant car. Um, okay. Um Right before I, I before I let you have the floor a little bit, am <laughs> am I allowed to include a car from nineteen ninety six? Oh well, depends how strict we're being. <laughs> mm, this is true. It's, it's close enough, probably. Um, and I would like to throw into the ring the car that saved Porsche. I would. I'd have been surprised if we hadn't. Got if we've got through this without a mention of a Porsche, yes, yeah, um, yeah, because it it saved the brand and became yeah. massively popular. That car, the wait list for that car was obscene mm. because that that concept debuted, oh, was it 93? I, I want to say, I don't know, um. I'm when sure. It go, and it went into production in '96. Right? Yeah, yeah, um, so, yeah. Okay, a year out, but we'll. Yeah, yeah. You probably didn't get one on your driveway till '97. There you go. That's... Probably not. No, indeed. Um, yeah. Well, my, did they have anything other than the 911 prior to that? Um, I think the 968 was still in production. Right. I okay. think. Um, okay. Uh, hang on. I'm, let's not guess. Let's not guess. Let's, let's, let's not. Guess. We don't guess on this podcast, do we? No. We do, nine, we do it six, right. eight. There it is. Uh, when did that cease? Oh no, that ended in ninety-five. Oh, okay. Right. So it was. Uh, so it was a nine-eleven. Uh, hang on. That's. I'm, I'm being really as thorough as can be. Uh, no, the <laughs> nine-two-eight ended in ninety-five as well. Right. So they were clearing the way then, really. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't think we got... Obviously, there's always been new iterations of 911, but other than then yeah, when but... they introduced the Boxster, I th- 
I th- correct me if I'm wrong. I think the next car was actually the KN after that. The KN or the KN? The KN, right. I think the KN. They went all SUV before they did another sports car. Yeah. I yeah, think you're I, right. Yeah, I don't think the Cayman didn't launch until 2005. I thought it was six, but yeah, it's in the ballpark. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that which you could have, of course, because it's within the twenty-five years. But you're going for the for the box. Yeah, stuff. well, yeah. The, the Cayman wouldn't have been a thing unless it was um, unless uh, the Boxster had worked. Uh, no, yeah, that was, if nobody had bought that. the Boxster, there's no way they'd have done the Cayman. No, no, simple no. as that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, because of yeah, because the first generation Boxster, the nine eight six. Ran till two thousand and four, and then the second generation nine eight seven Boxster uh, came out, uh, and so did the Cayman at that point. Okay, there you go then. Mm. Yeah, that's a fair contender, I think. The Boxster, yeah, opened up the brand, didn't it, to a whole different audience? Really, it did. It was a very much. A, I mean, it was the entry level, but it's a mid-engined. Well proportioned, well balanced car with still with a flat six engine. Yeah, they're a bit smaller because they launched with uh, two and a half litre, um, and then later up the entry levels to two point seven. Yes. Um, okay. And then, uh, then they had the S with the three point twos, and when they went to second gen, uh, well, nine eight sevens, that was um, the S is ultimately got upgraded to 3.4 so you're really knocking on the door of 911 engines in your small yeah i mean it's a car that the kind of 911 purists look down their nose at but then they look down their nose at everything that isn't a 911 so and and believe that porsche should only ever make the 911 and Mm. nothing else so (laughs) yeah and i wonder if they've ever driven one yeah probably not Mm. no probably not um Mm. like the ferrari people that look down their noses at the dino um, mm. Same same thing, isn't it? But uh, yeah, that's a good shout. Uh, although it is slightly outside of our range, but we'll 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 go with that, I think, because it's it's close enough. I'm willing um, to bet in this country you couldn't have got one till '97. So let's no, go. probably not. Probably not. Mm. No, no, probably not. Okay, good shout. We? Good shout. Yeah. You've come up with three good ones off the top of your head there. Yes, that's that's good. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, you you reel off some and I'll see if any more leap to mind while you're doing that. Well, of course, if we're talking 1997, we have to mention the Mark 1 Focus. Uh, Um, Now, we don't need to recover the reasons why that was a hugely significant car, uh, because we've covered it at length on this podcast. But Mm. um, I think it, although it's, you know, it's an everyman car, um, that's why it's significant. And it was such a breath of fresh air for Ford. Um, and it changed the industry. Mm. It changed the design language of the whole industry within two years of that car being launched. Every major manufacturer had copied it. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was so different, and it was leaps and bounds ahead of the outgoing Escort. Um, so I think I think the Mark One Focus absolutely um, deserves a place on on a significant cars list. It it does, yeah. Oh, you're going to get no arguments from me. No arguments from you. 
Another um, one I thought of, which is actually from the same year, and I did have to look that up, but it is from the same year, and that's the original Toyota Prius. Oh, yeah, because we forget, when, when they really came into their own, they were already on... Uh, they were not on the first generation at that point, they were on the second that's right. third. But it was actually launched in 97. And um, it was, I mean, a sea of toss, wasn't it? I mean, you look oh, at it... Yeah. Go, this piece, <laughs> piece of well, yeah, it's piece of I'm afraid it, it was just... not well built, uh, especially coming from Toyota. It was very poor. Mm. Um, but I think that the technology in it was significant, even though yeah. very few people at the time understood it. Nobody at the yeah. time really understood why it was necessary or where they were going with it. Um, and as it's turned out, they didn't really go anywhere with it, but it's it started that whole thing of people rethinking what a car was. Mm. Now, they didn't execute it as well as they could have. Toyota were capable of better. Um, oh, yeah. But the seed of the idea was right, and they did it very well um, from, yeah. a te- from a technology point of view. Um, and it's a car that was much... Uh, maligned throughout its life. It's a car that they haven't really developed, particularly. I know they're still making it, but, you know, um, it's still a hybrid at the end of the day. But um, in the mid-90s, that was cutting edge. It, yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, like you say, no one knew what it was or what it was for. No. Nope. And, and certainly first generation did not sell big. No, it didn't. Um that was mainly because it felt so cheap and crap and nobody quite knew what it was for. Mm. Um, and it wasn't very attractive. The design wasn't particularly exciting. And uh, it just, yeah, nobody really knew why it existed. That became clearer later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but at the time, um, it was cutting edge. But as I say, whether that technology succeeded or not, I think it started the debate of people starting to rethink what the car could be, and maybe petrol and diesel isn't the only way. Yeah, um, yeah, it uh, planted the seed. Yeah, I think it did. I think it did, and I think for that alone, um, it's significant. It's not significant in terms of, you know, it wasn't a groundbreaking car as a car, but the way you used it and the way it was fueled and the technology on board, um, I think, did make it significant. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to accept that. Mm. Yeah. Likewise, on the back of that, uh, the original Nissan Leaf, which was launched in, I believe, 2011, mm. um, coming yeah, that... quite a bit later, but very much picked up the baton from the Prius. I think. I think so too. It made it made EVs accessible to. A lot yes. of people. It did, actually, because it was well-priced. It was better built than a Prius. I would say more attractive than a Prius. Um, doesn't take much, does it? It didn't take a lot. No, that wasn't a high bar. No. Um, and again, I think it moved the argument on. It sort of continued the thought of, you know, what a, a different thoughts about what a car could be. Um, it was mass market. It was relatively affordable. Um, yeah. I think it, it moved things up. It was kind of what the prior should have become, but mm. didn't, and strangely still hasn't. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is very puzzling um, that they are yes. continuing with that. But there you go. Um, the Toyota have uh, decided to go in a particular direction. Yeah. And everyone else has said no. Um, but just, yeah, we've well we've mentioned that, but we still don't get it. No, that uh, it's a car that they forgot to stop making. I'm afraid. Which is a shame. It really is. It's, yeah, don't get it. I just I've got nothing on that. I'm afraid. No, and of course, following quickly on the heels of the Nissan Leaf, um, Tesla Model S. That's got to be in there. But it's certainly significant, yeah. Exactly. Love it or hate it, um, it is significant. The first mass-market, long-range, uh, pure electric vehicle. Because mm. With... neither the pro or the Prius obviously isn't pure electric, and the Nissan Leaf certainly wasn't long-range. No, no. And if you if you drive on those twenty eleven cars now, you you gonna be one doing short distances in those mm, 50 miles in the summer if it's been looked after mm. at most um, I mean, which is still fine for pootling around no, it still has a place don't get me wrong there's a couple that live around here that people are obviously just using for local commuting and that's mm. fine that yeah. actually given that you can get a first gen leaf now for about five grand that's really cheap motoring it really is cheap yeah. practical motoring um if you don't need the range if you're just using it for commuting Absolutely, that still has a place. They're so cheap now. That's um, it. You can be charging at home. You can be charging at Tesco's when you're shopping, yeah. whatever you like, really. It's There's just, two it's... that I see regularly down at our, our Tesco's about mm. the same way. They're really early ones, so they won't have much range. No. But they're, they're, and they are charging down there pretty much every other day. Yeah. But that's fine. It's, yeah. That is really cheap motoring. Hmm. So yeah, no, that's that's worth keeping an eye on. But uh, Tesla Model S obviously is not uh, at that price point. Um, although um, they are beginning to drop a little bit again now. You can you can get an early Model S for about twenty five grand now, um, eighty five kilowatt version. That'll still do over two hundred miles, which is on a charge, which is you know, well, spot on really, you know. It's pretty good, isn't it? It's pretty good. Yeah. As you were saying with the Mini, um, you know, if you were using one of those to commute to work, you'd probably do a month in that without needing to charge it. Yeah. Yeah. A month, a month of commuting without ever having to plug it in. Um, yeah. Yeah, we can only dream of that. We can only dream of that. Yes, I know. But they're coming down. But the original Model S... Um, launched in 2012 in America and 2014 in the UK. Um, massively significant car. Yes. Uh, it's got to be on the list. I would I would argue that uh, enormously. Um, yep, like that. The only other thing that occurred to me, on a different mm. scale entirely, um, and going back a little bit in time to 2007, I would like to argue for the Jaguar XF. I, th I think it made people stop and look, I think. Exactly. It wasn't as significant as it appeared to be. Um, it certainly fooled the press. Um, mm. As we know, it was really the original XF was just a reskinned S-Type. Um, had all the same engines, same backbone. Um, 
but it looked so different. Ian Callum's design mm. really it it set the direction for the next well twenty years of Jaguar really. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they did update it over time. It did become technically um, more uh, revolutionary than it was, or maybe not revolutionary is not the right word, but technically more different from what had gone before than the original XF. But it made people stop and look at Jaguar again. It did. It was like you say, rev- not revolution, but certainly design revolution. Design revolution, not technical revolution in that first generation, um, no. but it, you know, even. Even Top Gear um, said, "You know, this is, you know, this is uh, brilliant. This is a whole new, a whole new kind of Jaguar. This is, mm. you know, a whole new thing." And of course, technically, it really wasn't, but um, because it looked so different, and the interior was updated, and more modern infotainment, and all that stuff, yeah. because it looked and felt more modern. Um, to begin with, that was enough, even though it had the same engines as the S-Type, and you know, it's kind yeah, of yeah. nothing new the there really. But it did, it did do the trick, and it shows um, that just the the look and feel of a car can go a long way, even if under the skin it's kind of same old, same old. <laughs> um, and and it was the original XF really was same old, same old, but it yeah. looked so different, um, and it was certainly significant for Jaguar. Um, and as lovers of that brand, I would like to propose that be. That yes, be you do like a bit of that, which is which is fine, and I accept that fully. Um, mm, indeed. So, what else do we have? Tell you what. Um, no, that's no good. It's outside the twenty-five years. I thought oh. of something, but no, that's no good. It's outside the twenty-five years. We can't. Have How that. outside are we talking? Oh, massively. I forgot for a minute that it, we were on the last 25 years. So, uh, okay. No, that's no good. No, no, no. No, forget it. That's no good. Um, All right, then. I've got one. Ish, again, is, is, this, is, this is not cutting any... This, it was made into 2011. Okay. But it started in 1995. Oh, right. so that's probably all right, isn't it? Yeah, um, go on. We'll have that. I've got another one as well. Okay. Um, and it's one that is... I mean, it, it gets bad press these days. But at the time, when it came out, this is the thing. This is, And I know it's one you hate. Well, not hate, just not interested in. Um, but the MGF. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't hate it. I just think it's a pile of yeah. Well, it's, um, it's just not brilliant. <laughs> no, no, I don't think anyone would claim it was brilliant. No, um, but you're putting it forward as significant. I'd say significant. Yeah, yeah. There was a bit. There was a. There was a big stir around that when that happened. Yeah, there was. That's true. I was, I was at the motor show when it launched. Okay, that was impressive and. The uh, the next door neighbour to my grandparents at the time was the head salesman at County Garages in Barnstable, mm-hmm. and uh, he he knew I liked cars. 
And he said, tomorrow, he said, I'm bringing the first MG in Devon home in the evening. Oh, that's a moment. Yep. So I made sure I was around there and I got, I got taken out for a ride in that. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, wow at the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not uh, <laughs> taking the um, uh, the proverbial. I, I'm that's a, a genuine wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was so I was elated about that. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, yeah. first one in Devon. First one in Devon. It yeah. was in the it was in the green. I don't know if they actually called it British Racing Green, but it certainly looked like uh, it. Yeah, they might have done actually. I'm not yeah. sure. No, I'm not sure. It may have been something else. Yeah, I don't mm. know. Um, they use their colours a lot. <laughs> they do, and the good thing about it, being brand new, the Ed gasket hadn't gone yet. I was going to say, yeah, I know someone who had one brand new, and it was the worst car she'd ever owned. It was mm. horrific. It leaked. It kept breaking down. Um, yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible car. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, but, as you say, um, it made people take notice of the mg brand again that's it after their do you remember their piss poor attempt again i was at the motor show when this thing launched when they said oh, it's the all new mg rv8 all new <laughs> i don't think it is um <laughs> it looks like the one from the 80s um, yes. yeah are you sure this is new or is something you just found in the back of the warehouse <laughs> yeah so that's what's happened there but yes yeah, so i rem- because they, well, when did the MG, when did MGBs stop? No, uh, well, I the original say, MGBs, well, were 19. I want to say, uh, I want to, I think it was 80, wasn't it? Pretty sure it was actually 80. I'm going MGBs, in. Yeah, because it was, uh, yeah, they did all the different special editions, but the MGB and the MGB GT, I think they both stopped in 1980. 1980, you're quite right. MGB, and then, uh, yeah, ended in 1980, yeah. And then we had uh, the the all-new one that ran from 92 to 95. <laughs> yeah, not, I wonder how not, many they actually sold. Not so many, yeah. Well, let's see if we can find out, shall we? Uh, oh, here we go. Oh, no, I just found yeah. it. You got it too, yeah. 1,983 produced. Hmm. <laughs> Safe to say that was not a massively successful vehicle. A large proportion of the limited MG RV8 production went to Japan. One hundred, uh, sorry, one thousand five hundred and seventy-nine of the one thousand nine hundred eighty-three went to Japan. Well, it's like a little K car, isn't it? Really, so you can sort of see that. Yeah, but a K car is a teeny tiny. 660 cc i think yeah i know they've got tiny limit. little engine engine as whereas well whereas this is a yeah. 3.9 liter rover v8 yeah they're not having that in tokyo but um no. yeah interesting uh but yes i am not said that's not significant in any way it's significant for all the wrong reasons that actually. that's significant for the wrong reasons yeah <laughs> and exactly. outside of our date range however the um the mgf i think is significant yeah, I'll let you have that. Yeah, I'll let you have that. I think that's fair. Can um, I have another one as well? Please, many as you like. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not okay. limiting us on numbers. Yeah. Oh, you're not. No, there's <laughs> no. there's there's one that's anything come... you can think of. Yes, there's one that's come to me, um, and it's one that one that I drift in and out of. I don't know whether I like it or not. Um, and that's the Audi TT. Very interesting. I don't think you could claim that wasn't significant. Mm. Um, like you say, it's not a car we're interested in, but I think you certainly claim that is significant. Yeah. I don't know. There's maybe one of those, maybe one of the 3.2 quattros in the original, yeah. in the original shape. Yeah. I could be could be vaguely tempted. It's got a bit fat these days, hasn't it? But yeah, uh, I really like really prefer the look of the original. The original one was mm. was good. That they've got steadily worse ever since. Uh, um yeah. yeah. But still Yes, yes. Significant um, as you like, I'd say. I would say so. I think that's I think that's I mean there's all sorts of things, isn't there, you could have, but but yeah. that that was a game changer. That that took a, a brand that. Well, don't get me wrong. The stuff, the other stuff at the sort of time that they're producing, well, because they were, uh, that wouldn't have been long after. It was the RS two. I mean, that was a properly cool car, and you've got your. Um, oh, let's have a look. RS two. Oh, that ended ninety five. So yeah, that was. That was quite the thing. Um, you got the Audi RS6. When did they Ooh. start? They started 2002. Tasty, very tasty. The, yeah, the C5s. Yeah. Um, and you think, I think for for a brand that was perhaps, well, it was Audi TT was 98, wasn't it? Um, mm, a brand know. that was perhaps a bit, Tarred with the boring brush at the time. Oh, absolutely. What was it Mr. Clarkson said? Audis are mainly made for German cement salesmen. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. I mean, you think back to the 80s and the Quattro and the Group B. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They that were was on properly, it. That was cool. Yeah. But they'd gone a bit quiet. They'd. Yeah. Then they had the TT, which kind of relaunched it a bit. And you think, all right, this is that they made a really cool car that people wanted, mm. and it it did wonders for them. And then then they appeared back in motorsport again. Um, they did, yes. they just dominated yeah. Le Mans after that, and you think, they were right. kind of on their way back then. But as yeah. you say, there was a period of dullness there mm. where there was really nothing interesting going on. Um, and this, yeah, the TT went just came out of nowhere, and everyone, whoa, yeah. Yeah, we'll have a bit it of that. was it was different, wasn't it? Um, hmm. Again, I think it was. It may even have been attributed to Clarkson as well, but he certainly um, in the that early two thousands period. I think he said that the problem with the German manufacturers were, you know, Audi, BMW, and Mercedes, that they were all so obsessed with what each other was doing. They all hmm. ended up basically making the same car. Yeah. And that was the problem. It was kind of lowest common denominator, wasn't it? It was just kind of, you know, you ask yeah. you ask three hundred people what they want for dinner. You're going to end up with hamburgers or hot dogs or something. It's going to be, you know, the the lowest basic thing. And, yeah, yeah. and they all ended up just kind of making the same thing. There was nothing to choose between them. 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which and then this this moved the goalpost, didn't it? And that was it. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that's a good shout. That's hmm. a good shout. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's it. Just realised the Jaguar X Type fits into our time frame, but I'm not going to propose that. Okay. Yeah, I would probably argue <laughs> against it. I am, however, going to propose the Bugatti Veyron. Oh, there you go. That's which came out in 2005. Yes. Uh, that. Yeah, that was significant. Yeah, you can that have that all day long. Yeah, that was significant. Um, because everyone said when VW bought it, uh, bought the brand, and they said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be doing a quad turbo yeah. W16, the thousand, thousand horsepower." horsepower. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you are. Of course. Yeah. You are. All right then. Yeah. Okay. And they produced some drawings, and everyone mm. said, "Well, it'll never look like that," mm. <laughs> if it ever happens at all. Yeah. Um. And then it arrived. Um, and it arrived, and everyone went mental for it. And then, yes, and it was it was a big deal. And you remember that, that Top Gear never tended to sort of say what we're gonna. They never made a big thing of what we're gonna do next week until that. <laughs> until that came along. Oh, yeah, that, that was it, that... and everyone went what? Yeah, because uh, they episode, did their, um, yeah. It was Italy, wasn't it? To to the top of whatever Natwest Tower was it in London? Oh, with the truffles. Yeah, with the that's truffles right. And, and James in his private plane, in in his his little plane, and Clarkson in the Veyron. Yeah, that mm. was one of their best races. That one. That was a good. Um, one. Yeah. Mm. Um, that car was incredible. I mean, the the tech was incredible. The numbers were incredible. Um, mm everything about it um it's kind of gone off the boil a bit since then um but it was the first of its kind it was the first of its kind and uh they did what they said they were going to do you know a car that a lot of people said would never exist mm. uh did um yeah it did, it did everything that they said it would and I've got a lot of time for those original Veyrons before they went all these special editions with the wacky colours and extra wings. And oh, everything. I'm not interested in all the stuff that's come since, but that original, those original ones from 2005, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's not beautiful, but... No, it probably isn't, but it's not... I'll tell you what either. it does. It, it, it captures the elegance of those older Bugattis. Um, is it the... Which one am I thinking of? Hang on. I think um, uh, I want to say Type 57. Yeah, Type 57. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had the grill off one of those. Um, so that's... That, um, but it's yeah. those... It, it's the swooping curves. Yeah. And I, I uh, like, I like yeah. that about it. I thought it was a nice nod to the heritage. I, yeah. I thought that was... Yeah, it's got a bit daft now, but that was the first of its kind of like insane hypercars. Yes, it was. It started uh, a whole new segment, really, didn't it? It did, and I tell you what, I like about it as well. It it, it was years and years before I ever saw one in the flesh. Yeah, and they're quite a thing. There's a lot going on. I like. There's some details on that. I liked it. Yeah, well, the interior as well was just. Oh, it's exquisite, yeah. Price dirty, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we're not getting our hands on one. 
No, no, no. No, no, it's not for you or I. But no, no. Still, yeah, I, I agree entirely. Everything else that's followed it, couldn't give a toss. No, that, not interested. Very the original, The original one, if you got one from 2005, that's the fella. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good shout. Mm. Um, have we got... Hmm. I wonder then... I don't know whether we're going to include this, but <laughs> I I think I must suggest it because I th- I don't think people realise its significance at the time, but I think they do now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's what's parked on your driveway. Oh, very good. <laughs> The original Ford Puma. Mm. Very good. Yeah. I th- I've I think, not considered that. I think in 1.7 spec, like yours. Yeah. I think it could have been forgotten in its day, but I think now that's a contender. Certainly the motoring press all raved about it at the time. They, they, they did. certainly realised what it was. Mm. Um, interesting. I mean, I yeah. I mean, they've kind of it stands alone, doesn't it? Because there was nothing like it before, and they've kind of not done anything like it since. No. Um, I mean, yes, you've got the long line of Fiesta STs, but that's that's a hot hatch. I mean, it's still not know, the same. Technically, the Puma is a hot hatch, but um, it's coupe. It's coupe, yes, exactly. And it had it's, Steve McQueen in the TV advert. It had Steve McQueen in the TV advert. See, that's what killed off the probe. It had Steve Coogan in the TV advert. Well, not in the TV advert, in his no, TV um, series. Did, yeah, that um, was it. That was all gone. Uh, he, he destroyed the Ford probe. That was, you know, was going to be the new Capri, and he completely yep. knackered it. <laughs> but the Puma is a different kettle of fish altogether. Yeah, it is. Well, Unless... I'm not going to debate you with that because we've got one, so that's fine. <laughs> but... yeah, I, th- I genuinely think that's the one. Yeah, that's, I think that's that's allowed. Um, Maybe not as significant as the one. Well, it's it's probably as significant as the Mark One Focus, but in a different way. Yeah, the, well, the thing the Ford, they're from the, the Ford, same year, aren't they? They are. The Ford Focus was significant as soon as it came out, and I think the Puma yeah. is significant now. Right, yeah, I see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. become more significant. Yeah, it it took a while, but we're there now. I mean, it was always quite rare. Its rarity now is getting. I mean, they're getting properly rare now in decent nick. Um, uh, well, yeah, we <laughs> as we know. <laughs> um, and keeping one in decent nick is no a uh, small task, as we are discovering. Um, uh, Yes, yes. Whenever you take it to uh, have its have its uh, metal areas ex- inspected, <laughs> mm. oh, some holes in that <laughs> bundle of joy, isn't they? Yes. Oh, that's going to be another few hundred this year. <laughs> yes, bastards. <laughs> going to need the man with the welding torch. Um, but yes, it probably is significant. Um, and it's a shame that they... It was a shame and strange that they put so much effort into developing it 
including uh, a, an engine specifically developed for it uh, in the 1.7. Um, and mm. they only made it for five years. And that was that. Yeah, that was it. And they never used it again. No. I don't understand that at all, because it's such a cracking little engine. It is. Um, I wonder then, if they... Because obviously that was... Uh, uh, Yamaha fiddled with that. Form. Yamaha, yeah, derived engine, yeah. And we know for a fact that... Was it Yamaha got involved with... Um, did they do a V8 engine for Volvo? Oh, I don't know. What am I saying? Ooh, might, might be getting... Testing me there, I don't know. Or did they? Or I, actually, I'm, I think I've gone and smashed two cars together. Um, <laughs> what was it? I th- I, hang on, hang on. I'm just Googling. That was it. Right, it was the... Uh, Yes, there is one. I, I'm not making it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was initially, a, yeah, it was a collaboration. So that it was Volvo designed, Yamaha manufactured, V8 engine. Uh, yeah, it's built in Japan based on Volvo designs. Um, only originally offered in the XC90 but then ended up in the Volvo S80 as well. Okay. Uh, and it's also, uh, it was the base engine used for the Noble M600. Ah, right. Okay. There you go. Uh, okay. Oh, well, I, yeah. I mean, I know the Noble, well, all of them have been a bit of a parts bin special, haven't they? But, um, yeah, they've, they've they cottoned onto that and went, right, we've got Volvo designing an engine and Yamaha building it. We're going to tune the piss out of that. We because... need a bit of that, yes. Well, they do it. Well, they stuck twin turbos on it. Uh, yeah, They've got do the it. fancy yeah. fuel injection system on it, and uh, there it was. Yeah. Um, Very good. Oh, dear. There's stuff that's in the head. Do you think it's there, could be more, dis- there could be more useful things in there, for Christ's sake? It's a bit disturbing, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. See, this is why we haven't got any friends, and we have to sit here every talking to each other about this load of old nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we can. But my original point there, before I wandered <laughs> off going about Volvo and Yamaha collaborations, <laughs> although that would have been during Ford ownership. Um, True. Uh, because that engine was produced between 2005 and 2010, so that mm-hmm. certainly started within Ford ownership. But my yes. my, I was going to lead up to a question and say, right, following the Puma. Yes. Did Yamaha help with any other Ford engines? Oh, that's a very good question. No, not that I'm aware of, but let's see if we can find out. No, that was me sort of saying, right, my only tenuous link is I can think of that particular Volvo engine, which was under the, the Ford umbrella at the time. Yeah. Uh, no, it looks like that. Okay, it looks like... I don't know if it's the same engine that was in the Puma, but it looked like there is a Yamaha stroke Ford developed engine was used um, in the Ford Taurus in the US. 
Um, oh, it had dear. a it had a V six uh, <laughs> Yamaha. Yes, uh, in a in a the Ford Taurus SHO, which was a oh yeah 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 I know a sporty version of the Taurus Saloon. Um, which generation are we talking of that? I would uh, probably got to be third generation, surely. Uh, Taurus, um, certainly the big headlight one. I'm just looking. Um, but but uh, uh, it was a three liter. Uh, oh, a three liter then? Oh, actually, no. I would say second gen Taurus. Three liter V six. Um, uh, early nineties. Early nineteen eighty nine. It was first used. Because um, I think I think the big headlight one that you're on about uh, was uh, it was mid nineties, early to mid nineties that produced. Uh, yeah, you could be. I'm not sure what generation of Taurus, but the one with the big square headlights. Yeah, uh, set, yeah, second generation that with is. the little oval in between with the Ford yep. badge in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, so that had a Yamaha the derived engine. Is it the RoboCop one? Because that was a Taurus, wasn't it? Um, it was. I think that is the RoboCop. I think that is the one. Oh no, yeah. actually no. The RoboCop one was first gen, wasn't it? Because that also right. had, that had yes, the yes. square headlights as well. This is second did. generation. This is sec- second generation. This is second generation Taurus. Yes, you're yeah. right. And, and if yeah, Phil's yeah, listening, yeah. Uh, Robocop is a film. It's a um, film. Uh, it was quite popular, mm. um, and it featured uh, a first generation Ford Taurus with and, matte black paint and a robot cop. Yeah, there you go. There you go, Phil. Check that out. Right, just your sort of thing. Right up your pipe. That is. Mm. Um, so there were anyway. Getting back to the point, there was a um, there was a Yamaha Ford developed engine in the Taurus SHO, um, Good. but it's the same era as the Puma, slightly earlier. But, slightly earlier. Uh, yeah. So the relationship already existed. Um, uh, so they produced something for an awful American car, and then they yep. produced something for a superb European car. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Oh, I've summed that up quite well. Um, um, but oh my goodness me, how did we end up here? I'm not quite sure. Uh, well, you Gone proposed the, the Puma as a significant car, significant car. And then you went off on one about some Volvo with a Yamaha engine, and now we're back here talking about Tauruses. But at least we've cleared up everything Yamaha, Ford, Volvo related. We've gone Margo. deep on that. We've 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 given out more information than anyone ever wanted on that subject. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's, it, it, it's a service it, we provide. You know this. It's a service that's provided, and it's a wonder that any of us ever got significant others. Yeah, that is a complete mystery. I have to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Total mystery how that happened. <laughs> anyway, nevertheless, nevertheless, we've we've made quite the list there. Have you got any other bits and bobs for it? Uh, there was one more I was going to propose. Um, yeah, gone which um, is again is very different to anything we've discussed to this point. But it it, it I think it, it might be the place to round off. Um, Rolls Royce Phantom Seven. <laughs> the everyman car. The everyman car. Well, we've had a Veyron. Um, yeah, yeah, true. It's more everyman than that. It it was it was a massive departure for the Rolls design studio, wasn't it? 
Well, it was. Am I right in thinking that was the first car under BMW ownership? 2003. Must be, because yeah. I, can't, I can't think of any other rules. I think it was, because I think the, the Phantom 6 was quite a bit earlier. So mm. I think the Phantom 7 was the first BMW-derived rolls. Let's have a look, shall we? I, I, yeah, I think, you're, I think you're spot on. And I argue it's significant because it was such a massive change of direction for a big brand um, like Rolls-Royce. And I think it, again, it set the tone for the direction that they took from that point on. Um, and anyone who says it's just a BMW 7 Series um, has never known anybody who's had to try and buy parts for it. <laughs> it is most definitely not. Well, it is a BMW 7 Series, but it's slightly different enough that none of the BMW parts will work. Yeah, that's true. I was just looking at the timeline here just to sort of say, was that the first one under BMW Mm. ownership? And you are spot on, it was. I thought so, Um, because the previous one went out of production, the Phantom 6 went out of production in 1990, and that was definitely pre-BMW. Yeah, so. that the Phantom Six uh, straddled independent ownership and Vickers ownership. Yes, um, and was a very, very different thing. Uh, yes, yeah, just <laughs> a tad. But one thing that I'd completely forgotten about that VW Group owned them briefly. Uh, did they? I between be, between Vickers and BMW, there was. A period of um, VW Group ownership. Was this anything to do with the long tie-up between Rolls and Bentley? And of course, Bentley yes. ended up with VW. Yeah, because if you look at all models made in that period, the Silver Seraph or whatever the bloody Seraph Seraph, yeah. yeah. it's very small font. <laughs> is um, it? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, the Park Ward and the Corniche Five, right? They are all Bentleys, basically. Yeah, there you go. Different yes. badges on. There you go. Uh, yes, my I... Rolls and Bentley did the same thing as Jag and Daimler, didn't they? They were turning out the same cars with different they badges. They were, yeah, yeah, they were for. Do... They they'd done that for a long time, but yeah. these ones are just glaringly obvious. They all look like bloody Arnage or Brooklands. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Just tweak the headlights a bit and off you go. Yeah. Even then. (laughs) Really. I'm not not a lot. Anyway, I'm not proposing a six. I'm proposing a seven. Um, And um, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's probably only significant to Rolls-Royce owners, but um, it, it was the first of its kind. It changed the direction for Rolls Royce. Um, it very much updated what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, gave them uh, a technology boost that they wouldn't have had any other way. Um, and actually, made them quite modern cars, which they really, really weren't, weren't. Really weren't up to that point. Yes. Well, the little bit in between. Let me get here. Let me send you a picture. This oh, is dear. under under the VW ownership. Oh, it's going to be bad, isn't it? Well, it's going to be a Bentley, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's a... <laughs> Not yeah. even tried. There is no disguising that, is there? Mm. No, that is a Bentley. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes, just is, isn't it? 
Um, all right then, but yeah, your your shout, Phantom Seven, perfect. Actually, I think that's a. It was massively significant car, and I still I still like seeing them. Yeah, They're I always, do. I, I, I do. like having a poke around them. Of, mm. um, yeah, never I've got beat, a lot of time. I'd love to have a ride in one. Yeah, I've only I've ever never been in one. I've never been in a Rolls Royce. I don't think. Um, oh, have you not? I don't think so. No. Oh, I've been in a Shadow. No, I don't think I've ever been in a Rolls Royce. Oh no, I've been in a Shadow. That was lovely. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It it was um, I was a youth, obviously. Yeah, obviously. I can't remember where it was, but I I was just in awe of this thing, and yeah, yeah got taken for a spin. Oh, you gotta love a shad. Yeah, gotta love a shad. Yeah. yeah, and they can be had for such low money now. It's just like, oh, <laughs> you mustn't. But you can get them for a few grand. I would be disowned because Kaylee, Kaylee, she wouldn't. It wouldn't necessarily be about <laughs> the money element. It would be about the you. Like, you're not going out in that, are you? Element. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh no! It makes such a statement. It does. She never oh. used to like the statement when I drove Phil's Jag a lot. No, that's yeah, a... but XJ forty. That's in a. That's that's. You can't compare that to a Shad. Yeah, but um, they're very can't. different. They're, but it's still the same sort of thing of going. Well, I'm just going to waft along. And I true. Don't. It is. Yeah, I suppose it's sort of in the same category these days. Yeah. Mm. Oh, but oh, Shad's got such presence. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you would look well. You'd look ridiculous, but you'd also look glorious at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be at home. <laughs> yeah, I would. So, oh, you'd have to commute to work in that. <laughs> you just have to. I don't think there are any parking spaces quite big enough. No, you're going to need to. You're going to need two. So, I'm going <laughs> yeah. to have to straddle. You are. You really are. Oh, that would be glorious. It really would. It would, wouldn't it, actually? Oh, Maybe we it. should revise our search for a Mark Focus and start searching for a Rolls-Royce Shadow. <laughs> oh, God, well, there's solid advice. All right, Silver so, Sil- Shadow, I should say, because there's, yeah, yeah. there's a Shadow as well, isn't there? There's two two different things. Anyway. Um... Right. Okay, so we what we've done here, then, is we've given quite a good list, and it's been quite off the cuff. Very um, off the cuff, yeah. Uh, but we'll we'll leave our list there. But you lot can tell us what we've missed. Yeah, because I'm sure we've missed a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be some glaringly obvious ones being screamed at headphones oh, or speakers or whatever. Yeah, shouting at their iPhones all over the place. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do tell us where we've gone wrong. Yeah. Is okay. there anything in our list you don't agree with? Is there anything we've said that you don't think is significant? It's just a oh. complete, complete pile of toss, which you know is quite possible with us. Are you, oh, are you suggesting a heated Twitter debate? Oh, it could happen, you know. Oh no, yeah, it could happen. Although, actually, I suppose I've not done it yet, but I should set us up Mastodon, shouldn't I? Because, because... I. It's the place to be. It is. I've I've done one for myself, but I haven't done one for for us as for a, us. Yeah. Well. I'll yeah. See yeah. Yeah. I should do because yeah, we're gonna, we might have to move the debate because 
well, he, he's been going a bit mental, but let's not get into that. Um, he, he, he might shut us down, but let's let's not get into that. So what have we what have we included that we shouldn't have? Yeah. And what have we not included that we should have? Yeah, yeah, that's an excellent summary. And we won't hear anything against the Rolls Royce Shadow. Well, I think uh, that's probably enough of that for this week. Uh, check us out on uh, all the various social medias and things. Uh, thank you very much for listening. <laughs>